Welcome to Cinema 7. This is John Kenoki today. I'm joined with me by Chris Hawk. What's up? And Mario Bakari. Hey, that's me. <laughs> and today we're uh, discussing some E3 news. Uh, all the conferences have pretty much gone by. Um, there's still obviously the floor showing until the 15th, but uh, as we are poor people, we're not fortunate enough to attend. So uh, let's get straight into it. Uh, I'm going to start off by just going ahead and say, Chris Hawk, what's your game of E3? Already? Already. Already. I know it's going to be a big game, so let's, let's get him out of the way. Let's talk about him. It's, prop, it's either between Spider-Man or Anthem. I think we'll Anthem. pick one. Uh, Spider-Man. Okay, that's what I expected you'd pick. That's what we're talking about at first. What, uh, what, do, what do you think about this? How do you think it's going to go down? I I see a lot of a lot of similarities between the Spider-Man Two game that uh, re released in conjunction with the movie and on original Xbox and I think it was on PS PS One or PS Two PS Two I believe right which is it's heralded as one of the best Spider-Man games of all time and it I think they it say is it's one of the best games of all time one of the best superhero uh, games yeah. And it, Spider Man it, Two, it definitely has that same feel to it with with added stuff. There, I've been reading a lot about it, and a lot of people do not like the quick time events in it. And I am like the exact opposite. I actually enjoy quick time events. I think they bring a suspense and tension to the game. And it kind of makes you feel like the character in those moments. I could see that. I uh... didn't. Tomb Raider have those? Yes. A Tomb Raider had a lot of those. That that's like almost every major every major cutscene, right? Yeah. I I hope that uh, I'll be the first to say I'm not that excited about it, but because I can't help but see Dark Knight, you know, uh, Arkham Asylum in there. I just hope that there's a ton of villains. I think that's what makes the Dark Knight game or Dark Knight the Arkham Asylum games really good, and. I feel like with this narrative Spider-Man, they could focus too heavily on these like new villains. I guess they're creating for the game because I I don't I don't think they're from a comic book. Uh, dark, uh, Mister Negative or Doctor Negative. I forget what it is, but he was in the current. He was in the previous Amazing Spider-Man run before the new one now, and he 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 actually is like a pretty active member of the community. That's he's like he's Doctor. Is it Mister or Doctor? I I forget, but he's he's good. Does he have that PhD? Yeah, he. I think I don't know, <laughs> but he actually does good stuff for the community, and then he turns around as like the head of a crime organization, and he's actually he's actually pretty legit. He actually owns Spider Man a lot. What do you think, Mario? About Spider Man? Yeah, about Spider Man. I mean, obviously, it does um, look a lot like you know uh, Arkham Asylum. Um, or Arkham City, or I would say maybe Arkham City more than the other two. Though, uh, what was the last one? Arkham Knight? Arkham Knight was the last one. I, I Yeah, I believe so. I, I, I think it looks good. I think, I think, that, I think that whole concept of the, the Arkham games, I think that fits just a lot of superhero games. And obviously, the, between Marvel and DC, uh, Spider-Man... And Batman have the best uh, variety of villains, and you know, uh, in a way, um, a lot of 
superheroes are similar with the way they patrol a city and stuff. So I, I think it, the concept works for Spider-Man. And especially when, when uh, Kingpin called him, I kind of got the Spider-Man uh, vibe from the old P- PlayStation 1 game. Um, and I, I used to love that game. I mean, I, I could hardly get past the Venom part, chasing him down. But that was, uh, you know, that was a little ridiculous. How awesome um, was, the, um, was him using his, his environment to fight? I thought that was fantastic. His gadget? Well, that and also how he used, like, the giant I-beam to, like, knock over, like, five guys. Now, Hawk, did he have gadgets in the comic books at one point? Yeah, he, he has gadgets now from, it's like 680 to 700, and then current, the current run. He, he's, like, the head of, well, he was a part of a science team, and while working on other things, he also secretly worked for Spider-Man um, gadgets. So he was doing both at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, other than that, I mean, if they take elements from basically what I think is the holy trinity of Spider-Man games, it's uh, that first one for PS1, Ultimate Spider-Man, which was on the original Xbox, and uh, PS2, that came out uh, probably near the end of that generation, I think. But that was after Spider-Man 2, and obviously Hawk mentioned Spider-Man 2 earlier, and that, that was like, uh, you know, it's kind of a cult hit now. Because I remember when it came out, uh, I didn't hear much about it, but now you hear about it all the time when, it, when you hear, see a new Spider-Man game come out. But I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I, I think I, I'm going to get it, because it, it does look good. And I, I mean, I don't know how the QuickTime events, I, I'm... We'll see. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of fun, and so, I mean, if it's it's if it's too hard and I gotta press it too fast, I'm, I might be a little annoyed. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited, think- even though I don't own a PS4. It's that's one of those games that might be the trigger for me to actually pick one up, just for because Spider-Man games lately have been hit or miss. They're either pretty linear and they're good. And or they're like wide open and they're not very great because they don't have the same uh, web swinging as Spider-Man Two, and that's what's been missing for most of the Spider-Man games, like that dynamic physics-like swinging. I think yeah, I think obviously they've shown a lot of uh, you know open space that you can swing around, and I guess it's just about how much freedom you get. Uh, the the studio making it is uh, they're responsible for Ratchet and Clank and. Uh, Spyro, it's Insomniac, which is it's kind of weird because it's kind of out of nowhere that they do a game like this, to be honest. Yeah, because what was the last good game they put out? Oh, I don't know. I, I haven't played nearly any of them, to be honest, minus the like original stuff. I haven't played anything new in a long time. But, uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's why I wanted to do this first. You know, games of E3 are obviously going to be big-name titles. Or you know something people are talking about, Mario. What's what's your game? Um, pretty much any original Xbox game because you know <laughs> backwards compatible now. No, um, honestly, Crimson Skies, Crimson Skies. You know how it Crimson is. Crimson Skies. Um, honestly, I think the thing that intrigued me the most was uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two. That cinematic trailer was pretty cool. Um, the Space Monkey and all that was. I don't know. Did you I'd, play the original one? I've never played it. I've never played it. So I might have to go I've back. I've never beat it. It's on the PlayStation, but... right? You can buy it on the PlayStation? 
it was you can it was free for xbox live about a couple months ago i have it downloaded oh um the, the probably the game i would say it had to be um i don't i don't i mean star wars battlefront 2 i want to say that but i'm i also conflicted because you know because of the last one and i was talking to some people at work the other day and they were saying how it looks almost like a battlefield clone and i was like don't say that don't you dare say that because i will not buy it but i mean we'll see uh we'll see about that that. not the first one i mean the first one was kind of the same thing you know a lot of vehicle combat and big maps how was it not the same thing what battlefield compared to uh battlefront the first one the original no, the first the first Battlefront that they just re-released. It's made oh. by Dice. How is it not a Battlefield clone? Yeah, I, I I mean I feel like that's what they're gonna that's what they're going for anyway. Well, obviously that's what people want. That's not what I want. That's not what <laughs> diehards of uh, the original want because they want you know they want old school Battlefront two. That's what they want. They well, eat. you're getting that with microtransactions. Oh my god. Um. I, it's hard, man. I I would pick a game, Mario. Pick a game. I'd have to say, um, what was? Man, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing really stood out to me. I'd probably say Spider Man Two then, because that was the one thing that made me like, oh, oh, this does look. This looks pretty good. I'm gonna go with Spider Man. Okay. I I can definitely see that. Uh, my game. I'll go ahead and say it is. Is Anthem because I'm a huge Bioware supporter. What? What? I, 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 I didn't see that coming. I am very concerned about what the gameplay is going to be like, though, because we only get a brief trailer and a little bit of gameplay. I'm kind of confused as to what it, the identity of the game is and what it's going to, you know, focus on. Because there is multiplayer, but is is it going to focus on single player? Or what what's going on? Um, but it I, it looks pretty great. And the fact that there are different classes and you can, you know, do like party quests and probably, you know, eventually raids because that's what people like to do now, mm-hmm. except not in MMOs. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll probably exist and probably be well thought out as opposed to Destiny's initial uh, shoot until you can't shoot no more dungeons. Yeah. Do you think. Did you want a super immersive single player experience from Bioware again, or did you want them to try something different? I think we're still going to get that with uh, either a new Dragon Age or a continuation of Mass Effect soon. Most likely a new Dragon Age. So I think them going in this direction, because they focused on the Mass Effect PvP, makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Because that's like, you know, where they want, they want to do something different, but still something they've at least had time to, you know, kind of work on. Because it does look kind of similar to uh, Mass Effect Andromeda PvP in terms of, like, what people look like and the whole rocketing around. Yeah, this game is it's basically Iron Man, the experience. It does. I, I, I have to go off of your point, uh, John, because I know how you guys, you know, especially you, John, you want the, the you want, you love Bioware and Mass Effect, but you want them to focus on the the single player and the campaign and the story. So maybe this is 
their way of saying, well, here's our here's what we're going to do for multiplayer, and in these other games, we'll just straight focus on story and campaign uh, in the next couple titles. You know, like, here's, take this, this will last you maybe a little bit. I don't know how long they're... Is it going to be a lot like Destiny? Because Destiny? I keep seeing that comparison. I think that's what people think, and that's why I said we need to know what the identity is before you know I get like completely hyped about the game because there's not a lot to go off in terms of the structure and the progress in the game and how you progress yourself. You know, it's not very clear, but it looks promising. Did you guys ever feel like Destiny was free roam? Because I never felt that Destiny was that much free. This game, from what we've seen, feels a lot more free than Destiny did. Uh, it, Dest- Destiny doesn't feel free roam, and that's because the only thing to do once you get up there and level is things that re- don't require you to actively go anywhere. And it, that's, if you compare that to original World of Warcraft, once you hit max level, you would spend a lot of time sitting in the city waiting to go do something. But that's not saying you couldn't go do something. In Destiny, there was no point to go do something. It's just you could do everything from there and just like group with your friends and queue up for something without, you know, stepping foot in the world. And I, I think that was a lot of Destiny's problem. But I know Destiny, like people still love that game and are excited for the second one. Personally, I'm not, but you know, it has a big fan base, like a very like Avatar. It just it, it's un, it's unbelievable. It makes no sense. And I just watched Avatar again recently. And I, st- I don't understand. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it looks good. We need to know the identity, though. But uh, let's, get, let's talk more generics. What do we, uh, what, what do we like? What do we like from the, uh, the whole E3 together? Like, what stood out to you? Obviously, the things we've mentioned, but... Anything else? Any specific games, Mario? You got anything? If you want to, uh, if you want to know what stood out to me, it was uh, Sony's presentation in the movie theater style thing, where they had the theater screen and then they had the other yeah. screen slide in and pull up. I thought that was so cool. Like if I that, like, I can only imagine being there seeing that. That probably would have been pretty wicked. It's definitely different. Um, other than that, uh, like I said, I mean. Uh, introducing uh, prequel stuff because everybody knows Mario B loves the prequels, Star Wars prequels. Um, in Battlefront is pretty cool, you know, and also gives the game more content in a way. But we were joking about it the other day, me and John, and we were like, "Well, is Naboo the only prequel map? Are, are we only going to get battle droids and clones? Like, because the original." Battlefront games, you know, they had the Gungans, they had Rebels, they had clones, they had the Empire, um, they had Ewoks running around. I mean, I think at one point you can play as an Ewok. Jawas. Jawas, you can play as a Wampa. I mean, you could, if you give us content like that, that game will last for a while. Instead, if you just sit there and, and you know, wait six months for, for each uh, DLC, which is just two characters and a map, I mean, it, it, I don't know, I, I don't see the game, the game's going to get boring after a while, like the last one. But, I mean, I'm excited for something different, obviously, and I'm excited to see the prequels uh, being uh, showcased more. Um, obviously, like, on, on Twitter and social media and stuff, uh, the actual Star Wars page is starting to show more pre- prequel stuff, like they're doing Qui-Gon co- quotes I saw earlier, and... Um, I think that has a lot to do with uh, the prequel memes. 
to be honest with you. Probably. Yeah. I think that's kind of uh, rocketed it into popularity again in a kind of an ironic sense. Which, I mean, any recognition for the prequels is good, let's be honest, but it's, it's kind of weird how that happened. I was yeah. going to, this was going to be like a fan theory I was going to bring up that the prequel memes is kind of turning the, the stigma for the prequels on its end. Because that's something I've been noticing also, is that people have been making a ton of memes about the prequels, and any publicity is good publicity, so... Well, I'll be honest. I mean, that's part of the reason I, you know, I like some of those movies so much is how over the top they are at times. <laughs> and that's what these prequel memes are like, you know, exaggerating, which, I mean, that's pretty much what, how I feel about it. But I can definitely see where you're coming from, Battlefront. It's treason, then. Speaking of uh, EA, though, how about that Madden story mode? How, how awesome. So it's called Longshot, and I'm guessing... You're playing the the beginning career of a of a um of Deshaun Watson. Is that his name? No, okay. that's the Texans quarterback. <laughs> uh, it's. I mean, I think this could work, but I. How is it? Is everyone's per, is everyone's um campaign mode going to be different, or is it all going to be the same? Like, are you going to be able to make your your? Is he? I'm guessing he's a quarterback, right? That's what I was wondering. If you even get any customization at all, or they just force you on this character. It, in theory, this could be a really neat spin on the Madden game, but this is only a tiny minuta of the Madden game. This will be only like 10 per, not even 10% of the game. Most of the game is, you know, it'll playing be other 50%, or it'll be 40%, because <laughs> 50% of it is going to be uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Team. team. And then the last 10% is franchise. Well, I'll tell you, it's going to be 100% of what they add because they don't have time to add anything else. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> True. But you know, it looks like EA is doing this with all their games. They're doing, like, a story mode. Because if you looked at the NBA Live thing they were going over, that has a story mode, and that has, like, you can play street ball and then move up to the ranks of, like, the Pro-Am basketball, and then you can go to the NBA. Um, I mean, it's kind of exciting, or kind of neat, I should say, not exciting. Um, but yeah, what's the level of? It looks like in NBA Live, there's more customization than than uh, what they showed for the soccer game or what they showed for Madden so far. But I, I mean, I guess, I guess we'll see what they're doing because they're they're pushing this whole new um, frostbite thing. So yeah, frostbite engine is the the new. Uh, graphical engine upgraded from the Unreal versions, but let's, which uh, go ahead. most of the Switch games still run on Unreal. But let's be what honest. Gonna let's be honest. Um, nobody's gonna play NBA Live. We're all gonna play NBA Two K eighteen. Is this has connected franchise? I'll buy it. Oh man. I what, did. It, did EA even have anything else noteworthy aside from its fourth games and Anthem? Did did they have anything? And they didn't even give us the anthem uh, reveal, really. They just teased it. Yeah, they showed uh, they like a little Need for Speed. That's right, Need for Speed Payback. That that looks like they took Forza Horizon because they took they showed you about the the barn junk cars. Like that's what Forza Horizon has. You go find the barn cars and then you get them restored. Uh, and then they they showed stuff like like Burnout used to do, where you crash the cars and it zooms in on the cars crashing. 
total burnout ripoff. And then they showed like a mission thing. Like, um, uh, didn't burnout have those missions too? Where you had to chase down certain cars. Take down, yeah. Take down, and then um, mm-hmm. almost gave me like a spy hunters element. I don't know if you guys remember that that game. Uh, Need for Speed is fun. But I just don't see it as a long-lasting franchise anymore when you have Forza and Gran Turismo. I just, where's, where's the, what's the niche it's carving now? Because it's basically retreading many, many things that it's already done. Oh, we're bringing back cops? Yeah, you guys did that like in, you know, five times with Hot Pursuit and Hot Pursuit 2 and then all the other, you know, ones. Yeah, it's like, it's like they're taking elements from games that people, that people, the most popular ones, like, like, uh. The last one was almost, it looked almost like it could be a newer version of Underground, which I personally think is the best Need for Speed game, and a lot of people love Underground. And then you take one that other people like, which is Hot Pursuit, you know, with the cops chasing you, and it seems like they're just putting that, those elements, like certain elements into the game, instead of saying, um, you know, picking one or, or something. I I don't know, I, I, I... I don't. Did you guys ever play Split Second? Because it looked like uh, this new Need for Speed kind of had Split Second vibes to me too, where like environment would fall and you'd have to like get out of the way, but it'd be like in slow mo sometimes. I think we played it at your house. Didn't we play it at your house one time, Mario? Probably did. Oh, we did. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I think EA has a problem with trying to compete with uh, the major competitors in terms of. Uh, like console exclusives, like it's almost like they want to compete with like Gran Turismo and essentially Forza on the term of like we can be exclusive to something, but we're not exclusive to something. You know what I mean? Like it's like they have to compete with the bigger names, even though they know they can't, but they still try. I think what they should do is, um, because I'm honestly getting tired of of car games with uh without the open world aspect in a way. I mean, Forza Horizon does it really well. And, um, their regular Forza Motorsport games, I don't think is open world, but that those games are kind of boring. The, the regular Forza, Forza Motorsport. Um, definitely I, for the, uh, the average player, yeah. not the car enthusiast. Cause that's, that game was made for those people. Exactly. But I'm saying like need for speed. If they would go back to, you know, something like as simple as like an underground and then just letting you customize the cars going in the races, maybe even developing some kind of um, tournament thing online or something. Just, just like starting to trying to take something of what they, I don't know, instead of just meshing a bunch of things together, just try to focus on one, one thing because rivals was kind of like the open world, but then they had like powers and it was just, it was kind of weird. I don't know. It, I don't know what they're going for with rivals. They just need to start from the drawing board and and think about what to do. I can't wait. And then in five years from now, they come back with cops after going away from cops. It's gonna <laughs> it's gonna happen yeah. again. Two years from now, they go away from it. Yeah. Three years after that, they come back to it. Yeah, that's that's a cycle. Other than that, EA didn't. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember much from EA other than some of the sports stuff they showed, the payback thing, and then. Uh, I yeah, think nothing too exciting. Battlefront really, was the only thing that stood out, I think, for yeah. everybody. Uh, EA could release FIFA for the rest of their career and still be fine. So, so many people buy that game. 
I think they should just embrace the fact that they're like one of the worst companies and everybody believes that and just <laughs> go with it, you know? They should make uh, a game about themselves where you you have to work for EA and it's just a crappy company and they're like, yeah, we got to make this game. It's not any different. And you got to make a game that's not different. And then uh, <laughs> you have to read online forums about people crapping on you and telling you you're the worst gaming company. That'd be a great game. I'm sure an independent <laughs> developer already has, to be honest with you. I'm sure that exists. Uh, the next conference was Microsoft uh, Xbox conference. And let's just talk about that... Uh... That Xbox One X. <laughs> now, before before we get into how ridiculous this name is, if you're a grandmother buying your grandchild, or you know, like picking up your grandchild an Xbox on Christmas, okay, how are they gonna know whether it's an Xbox One X or an Xbox One S? Well, no, and you'll, you'll they'll get it right because of the the X and the S. There's an extra letter. They'll be like, no, there's an extra letter on there. But which one will it? They will sound the same. And the Xbox One S is bigger than the Xbox One X. And if you don't know anything about Xboxes, like you're gonna be like, oh, the bigger one's the one I want. And you just bought the wrong console. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I saw a lot of um, a lot of hate for Microsoft, and it's mostly from you know. Sony fanboys online um, about the the name of it, and I agree. The name of it is uh, like you. I agree what you're saying, and the name is obviously ridiculous. But I, I think, I think, did, I think what's weird about it is they promised you all this stuff, and uh, like it was going to be almost like a PC, and it, it's almost the same as the PS. No, 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 no. It has better 4K, right? No, no, no. It is much, much more powerful than the PS4 Pro. It is almost PS. It is almost PC like. Is that true? I think it's that is true. I think it's as close to PC as you can get right now. But it is, it is way more powerful than the PS4 Pro. I think that's honestly why PlayStation or Sony didn't do anything with the PS4 Pro. I think they're reevaluating it. Well, I saw. um, one of those, what is it? To play to play at true 4K, the uh, the video card for like a standard computer would be like three hundred or some odd dollars for the video card just to play at 4K, 1080p, and the Xbox is the Xbox One X is already five hundred dollars. So not only not only is it that's the price of the Xbox, but it's you're getting the whole Xbox, not just the video card and the whole PC tower and everything you have to buy. So it's almost it's almost a good deal. If you're a PC enthusiast, this is the kind of console you want because it's the closest thing to a PC because of how powerful it is. I mean, this is what this console is geared towards. People that love to see how beautiful their games are, that's what this console is geared toward. I um did you guys see that Destiny 2 supposedly is going to run on the same uh frame rate or whatever that same FPS as it does on the PS4 on the Xbox One X like they said they're like I did not. Bungie confirmed that there's really no difference with their with the frame rate Are we sure that all games can be transferred to 4K? Maybe that's maybe that's what the thing is. Maybe it's that's the capability. I know in terms of video editing, you can shoot something in 4K and then you can port something to um, 
a higher resolution, which isn't the same thing. Uh, I think, and with frame rates too, things cap out at frames. Like you can only go higher, you know, to a certain amount of frames with specific games if they're not designed that way. And I think that's what Bungie's essentially saying is the game's designed to go sixty or however many frames, and that's what it's going to stay. Like, but it's more about the amount of pixels in terms of textures you get because the 4K gives you a ton more pixels to get more fine and detailed textures if, you know, the game utilizes that. So obviously I think games that have been developed not specifically for this and games that are, you know, being ported to it are going to be more lackluster than compared to, you know, the games we get two years from now designed to look good on that system, even though they'll, you know, work on all systems. How do you guys feel about... um having having to pay to uh, games you already own to make them 4K. Oh, John, how do you feel? Did they confirm that you had to pay for that? I know there was free updates for specific games. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what everyone's saying, is that you're going to have to... That's, that's pretty much the big thing out there, or rumor, that you, you might know. have to pay to get the 4K upgrade on certain games i know they've confirmed 30 plus titles that are doing free upgrades so i don't i don't know how accurate that is to be honest that wouldn't make sense and i don't see how companies could win that way i i don't know that's just the rumor i heard and i know that well if they're offering some for free or what I, some there's are 30 going to... 30 plus confirmed well the only ones they showed so far was what uh gears of war 4 halo 5 um, I think I saw something else flash on the screen. Well, I guess you're right. They showed more because they showed them scrolling down on the sides. They just didn't really. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any way that business model could work. But I mean, honestly, the whole 4K thing is, is hard because a lot of people don't even have the the television to do 4K. Yeah, to be honest, like you gotta have. They're the ahead TV. of the game in term uh in terms of what they're doing with this because i mean 4k is the next step because uh virtual reality is not there yet but uh they're they're so far ahead of you know the the industry in terms of televisions because everybody's still on hd right now i i i truly think that for this console to at least do any type of good you need to have the games so there's there'd be no reason for me to buy this at all because there's no there's no games that way, I would have to see it 4K just for this console. As of right now, I uh, I definitely agree. I mean, it's not worth it initially. We'll we'll see where it is when it finally comes out and what it releases with specifically. I I don't really want to talk about Forza. I don't know that you guys do either. You know what I want to do? To I do want to talk about <laughs> is the fact that they unveiled a new car with it, like an actual Why? car. Yeah, why do they do that? It's pro- it, I think they've done that before, though. In past E3s, they have done real-life car reveals with Forza. As like the pa- but who cares? As like the pace car for the entire um, game. Yeah, but it's like, it's, there's so, many, like, so much product placement. Why, why even do this? Like, it just deters people. Nobody wins from this. You don't have car enthusiasts like, like watching the the E3 conference to see this new car unveiled. You have you have people that like video games and people interested in the video game industry. 
Was the car actually on the stage? To? It was literally on the stage, <laughs> and they had like a showgirl. <laughs> what kind of car was it, John? It was a, a Porsche. Okay. Some new Porsche okay. racing car or something that you know nobody can afford. Was the showgirl cosplaying? No, she was the standard car room showgirl. Yeah. Then how are you how are you gonna how are you gonna sell that to a bunch of gamers? She wasn't cosplaying. Uh, you know what? It was, get, it was getting us immersed for Forza Motorsport 7, okay? <laughs> Some of the other stuff we uh, don't necessarily need to hit on, but we're just throwing out there is uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, but that's been announced. Did that look like a low-key, low-res version of Battlefield to anyone? Well, it's a PC game, and I think it's still kind of in like a beta form or something on, lo- on the computer. It's not utilized to the best of its abilities but it is pretty cool looking on pc and they're just going to update it on xbox so like people people love that game right now i i I know that stone mountain 64 guy or whatever that you know talks like it's real war where he's like madak and stuff like that he um i've seen some of the videos where he plays and it seems kind of seems kind of interesting it's it's a very simple concept that works because you can team with your friends, you know, up to four people against you know ninety six others, and you're trying to outlast them. But the map's against you because it keeps shrinking continually. So, you know, you gotta find your weapons, you gotta kill people, and I mean, you could you could be, you could win the game killing only one person because you never saw anybody. That's how, like how big the map is initially, and up and up, yeah, initially up until the end when you have to get to you know. The small little zone that is the only safe zone. It's like Hunger Games almost. It it's very reminiscent of that. Uh, some other things they they showed was Minecraft is going to be cross platform, which is interesting because there's a few things going cross platform. Rocket League number one on the Switch is going to be cross platform. Did you see that the Rocket League on the Switch will mostly connect to Xbox gamers and it kind of leaves out the PlayStation gamers? I read that in an article today. You know PlayStation won't do crossplay, right? So does that mean Minecraft on the Switch and Minecraft on the Xbox are the only two that are cross platform? Well, obviously with PC. No, they should all be cross platform. I think it's more that Sony wants, you know, less of a presence. So you'd be connecting to primarily the Xbox people, which is good if we want the uh, Xbox Nintendo alliance. <laughs> <laughs> the Pan American Xbox Nintendo. We can only dream. Oh, uh, we we had a, a few other things. Uh, sea of Thieves. Chris Hawk uh, apparently really likes. I didn't know that, so I offended him. I actually, I watching the gameplay a little bit. It looks good you know like the cell shaded e type of uh animations but after watching the the ubisoft skull and uh bones trailer i think i think that one is a little bit more a little bit more appealing a little bit more appealing and by the way john how dare you offend chris hawk in uh sea of thieves okay that game looks (laughs) so amazing well now okay well uh you know can't help it (laughs) Uh, the only other thing that I think we should really touch on is the um, the the Pixel Indie game that came out, or they released, rather. Can we talk about, a, like, a couple of the indie games? We can. 
Let's uh, let's talk about the the one that nobody knew was coming first. Uh, the last night. Did you that guys get look... like? Did you guys get like a Blade Runner feel from that? Yeah, I got Blade Runner Fifth Element. Most vibe. people did. What is it? It even... looks really good. What is it about? It looks like. Is it a mystery? Is it like a side scroller uh, shooter? Just there's so much mystery to this game, and it. What is it? 128 bit because that's what that's how smooth it kind of looks. I have no idea. We didn't really get any specs, but it looks like somebody gets killed and then he's running away, which is and like a some sort of futuristic society. But I mean, that's enough, you know. And for a side scroll, it looked very environmental and it looked very um, engaging instead of just sitting there being like, uh, you know, like run side scrolling or whatever. You know, I don't know. It it just looked more engaging for a side scroller to me. Did you guys? Yeah, definitely. Did you guys look at Ashen at all? I saw it, but I'll be honest, I'm not too interested. I got. I forget what type of game. But Raiders. I, I was getting... <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> I saw that glimpse of Raiders, and I was like, "Oh, what's that?" <laughs> it looks. Raiders. Cool. I'm liking all the different types of animation from the indie games I'm seeing. Like you have, you have Ashen, which is like this, like dark shading um they're faceless right yeah they're faceless and then you have tacoma which is like this futuristic style don't even get me started on that you know how long i've been waiting for that game really i played gone home that game's fantastic and it's only like two hours long it's a vr type game right gone home it's no it's first person first person Okay. First-person experience through a house. Because I'm pretty sure they can easily adapt VR to it, because it looks like you have hands in oh, front yeah, of you. Oh, easily. Yeah. You know, for an indie podcast, we're pretty artsy, too. We have no face, and uh, <laughs> we're doing pretty good for ourselves. So, you know, that's our style, too. <laughs> can we get to the best game that Xbox showed that's coming out in September? It's only $20, and it's a side-scroller, and I'm talking about Cuphead. <laughs> So tired of this game. I where's, love where's Josh Haddix? Oh, that was a fantastic piece. Never mind. This game has been in development for about four years since it was showed. It like I think I think it was four years because I because I remember when it first came out and I was like, this looks awesome. I love the Disney Steamboat Willie type of animation that this has, and I and I love how like I saw the trailer on the internet in a, in a GIF form, and that's how short the trailer was, and I was already hyped for that. And it's a two-player side-scroller, and it's kind of cute, cutesy, because like, maybe even my wife or my kid will play it with me, so you never know. Yeah, we've been hyping this podcast for four years, too, and our premiere's in uh, September 28th, our very first podcast episode. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned for uh, Cinema, Cinema Head. And, uh... <laughs> I just I don't see the appeal. I get that the art style and uh, everything looks good. I just don't understand why it's getting so much hype. Because I think side, scro- when we, side scrollers are going the way of the dinosaur. I think it's the art style mainly and how it, it it looks like a cartoon in more than a game. And you're basically playing a cartoon. I think is what the big, you know, big draw to it is. I don't know. I mean, I'll check it out probably. But I'm not going to say I'm going to buy it day one, obviously. Like, some former members of this podcast might. Uh, do you guys want to talk about John, do you want to talk about Life is Strange Before the Storm? 
I, do we need to talk about that? Are you? I, I'll tell you. I, mm. I'm going to play it. Yeah, I'm going to play it too. And I can't say that I wanted it, but it's kind of a cool idea while they're developing a second one, which is a completely new story they've already confirmed. That's, the, that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm excited about is that. This, is an, this, is, this game isn't even made by Don't Nod. So it's, it's like Chris Hawk rant. Yeah, it's not even. Go. It's, it's being contracted out. And it's about Rachel, which I think you already get a good glimpse of that story in the game Life is Strange itself. I think it's a great mystery that doesn't need to be revealed. That's because you see the hurt, you, you know, you see the pain, and I think it's great. And I don't think it's going to live up to my expectations anyway. That's how I feel. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just a placeholder for what is to come. So before we uh, the uh, only other thing. go, actually, oh. we'll transition to the next one. I was going to, I'll say it when we get to Sony. Okay, well, uh, I, the only other thing I was going to mention is something I don't think any of us care about, and that's that new Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Egypt, Egypt is cool, but let's be honest. I watched the gameplay They needed of it. to stop making them a long time ago. Yeah, they, they, I watched the gameplay, and the coolest part was it's basically a hawk simulator you get to play as a hawk and you get to look at things and you get to fly and i was like I, that's the coolest part that i was right thinking the, the same thing part. i was like yeah that does that honestly looks like the coolest part of the game but they said they have ways to go i just hope they're not like oh we're pretty much done with it um you know we're gonna put it out because the animation they definitely need to fix some of the animations because when i was watching the gameplay stream of the demo or whatever it did look a little wonky at some parts but you know it's kind of still in development i guess so maybe they'll fix that before we uh head into sony let's let's talk about bethesda real quick because they did come next the only thing bethesda revealed that mattered was the new wolfenstein and that's just because of what they showed with it that conference was honestly terrible um, I don't know if you guys watched it at all. Like, if you watched the whole thing, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. I stayed up to watch it. I was disappointed. They are milking Skyrim to the last drop. I don't think I did not realize. I, I'm guessing I did not realize how much significant Skyrim is to Bethesda now because it is nearly in everything they do now. They got the VR. Oh, is it is it Skyrim VR? No, it's not Skyrim. It, it's putting it on the Switch. I think They're putting Skyrim it. Skyrim VR is a uh, PlayStation. PlayStation VR had Skyrim footage, I believe. Unbelievable. It's I do you, you know they said um they're not currently uh Elder Scrolls 6 is currently not in production. So even if I know that. even if they started, it'd still be like 3 or 4 years before we even get it. They are milking so depressing. Skyrim from the dragon's teat and my goodness. <laughs> anyway, I, I yeah. <laughs> uh I feel like I feel like the Switch version is just like what you could have got with mods because they're adding like Link Zelda stuff and they're adding Nintendo stuff. I feel like people already did that with mods. But I don't know. I, I Wolfenstein did have this cool like story looking trailer. Like the story looks good. Um I don't think the game will deliver though. Yeah. I I mean that's why I wanted to touch on it. There's not a lot of no to be talking about there. And they br so they brought back paid mods. Finally. Oh. Well, we don't need to talk about that. They're, are they are, they're more focusing are they still focusing on um what's the the online yeah, game? They are. Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Yeah, they're still expanding that. Uh, it, it has a decent base. I mean, people like that game. 
I mean, I have a character. I'm not max level, but they just added. Uh, what do you call it's it? It's okay. Morrowind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's okay. That's what I'll say. You think they'll add Skyrim to it? Who knows? Uh, they have already added Heroes of Skyrim to it. That's oh. the next expansion, Elder Scrolls Legends: Heroes of Skyrim. So it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where they're, when they're gonna stop that. I mean, MMOs are dead, honestly. Prey didn't look like it did. Did Prey do good? Because they're already dropping it in price, like it's forty bucks now, and it did quite well for the people that bought it, but it wasn't marketed wide enough. That's honestly. true. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people knew about it. It's it's a pretty cool game from what I've seen. I mean, I won't buy it till it drops further. But you remember the original it one? Looks like it'd be fun. With the when you I, played as the Native American. You mean John Kenoki? Yeah. You could play as uh, yeah. Junior Junior <laughs> John Kenoki. You mean Danger Storm Kenoki? Danger Storm. <laughs> I do. I never beat it, and I didn't own it, but I played it with a friend one time, and it was kind of fun. I didn't have it enough to really give it a shot, honestly. Now, before we jump into Sony, I honestly want to ask you guys something. Okay, this is... I've been, I've been holding this in. Waiting before we got to Sony. Do you think that they released that Kingdom Hearts trailer to buy time? No. Okay. Because I, mean, I think, it just, it's I think never, you could say that. Yeah. If they had shown Last of Us and uh, Kojima's new game, but they didn't, they didn't drop any big titles. Honestly, I don't think anything people wanted they didn't have. I don't think Kingdom Hearts three is ever coming out. It's honestly fine with me. the uh, The plot is so all over the place that for it to come out, like you, you'd almost be lost in the plot. So, I mean, as long as it takes, you know, to to sort that out, they probably got to figure out how it ends because they don't even know. Well, it's they said what 2019 is when they believe it might come out because they're currently working on the guys working on the remake for seven at the same time as his other studios working on this, right? It's within the next three years, is what they said. Both of those games within the next three years, but I, I mean, as long as it takes. For it to end concisely and be done, it's fine with me. But going into Sony, um, what did what did you guys what stood out for you for Sony? I'll, I'll tell you, the Monster Hunter World is a great idea, but I just can't get into those games. Yeah, I had I had the one on um, the 3DS, and I played it for a, a, a good maybe. Well, I wouldn't say a good because that assumes I played it for a while. I maybe played it for a couple days and I just got really bored with it because it's, it's a lot of, it's like the first thing you got to do is you got to go kill a certain number of monsters, collect their meat so you can make steak. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. I I hate grinding more than anything in the world now. It seems like the whole game is just a lot of grinding. And I mean, the, the exploring aspect of it seems neat and, you know, finding different monsters and getting more gear seems cool. It's just, it's so, extensive with grinding to get that stuff that I feel like it, it's a little boring for me personally, but you know, there are people who really like that game. And, uh, one of our friends, Alberto. Yes. 
he absolutely loves that game. And th- I, on the 3DS, I know you can do like multiplayer. You can play with friends and hunt down uh, monsters. Or you, I don't know how it works, uh, really, but who knows? I mean, it, I guess it's kind of neat that it's not really a Nintendo exclusive anymore for uh, people who uh, aren't into it's, Nintendo. It's the first Monster Hunter game on PlayStation since 2011. They used to have them. Oh, wow. So, I didn't know that. So, yeah, they did. They did the re. Though, so. The new Shadow of the Colossus remake remaster. Didn't they just come out with a remaster? They did come out with a a poor remaster, I would say. Okay. Uh, it wasn't something that I I think really did it justice, and I think they have the ability to do that, and that's why they they went with this. I won't say that it's as exciting to people as it would have been if they hadn't done that, though. They probably should have just went with this because it well, looks po- it looks phenomenal. They ported it to the, or they did it for the uh, PS3, right? And then they, did they put it on the PS4 as a PS2 game? I don't, I don't know that they did. I'm not positive. But they did do it to the PS3, and then now we get this. But that, that game does look fantastic, and it's a great game. It looked fantastic. Go ahead. I don't know if I'll buy it. Really? It, it looked fantastic when it first came out. Like, I remember when uh, I had a friend that had it and he played and I remember seeing it, um, you know, like advertised or, you know, in the game stores or something or people just playing it in general back when it first came out on the PS2 and it looked great then. And uh, it obviously looks even better with uh, the, on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I can't. For the life of me, recall any other games that really stood out, minus that one game that was towards the beginning, uh, Days Gone. Um, I will... S- yo. Go, go ahead, on, Mark. Hold on, Chris Hawk. Hold on, Chris Hawk. Okay. Hold on, Chris Hawk. <laughs> okay, hold on, Chris Hawk. Um, <laughs> those motorcycle uh, just mechanics looked off the charts realistic, okay? That looked so legit. Those motorcycle mechanics, let me just say. Okay, Chris Hawk, you can go. How about those zombie mechanics? Those were so realistic, okay? Off the charts, realistic zombies. <laughs> how, hold on, Chris Hawk. <laughs> hold on, Chris Hawk. How about when the wire hit him and, the voice, and he voice acted the pain? Those voice acting mechanics were so legit, okay? That then, voice acting was legit. That, that stabbing? That I stabbing. Think, I think that <laughs> uh, people get uh, the idea behind that. Was there anything else that stood out to you guys from PlayStation that you wanted to, you know, touch on? Um, God of War. I have never played a single God of War game, but I own the first three. I know, thanks to Smurf. I know that he fights the Greek gods. I know that he fights the Roman gods, and I know that he fights some other gods because that's what he does. But this this looks like a. I think it looks like a deviation from the other games. After I bet you he's fighting Norse gods. That's. That would be great. It seems like he's fighting creatures, creature gods. Well, there are creature gods in North, North mythology, you know. Like the world well, serpent. Well, hold on, John. You know? Hold on, John. How about those axe mechanics with the axe? <laughs> okay. How about those axe mechanics? How about those companion sun mechanics? <laughs> I was about to say. I, I, I like, I love, I'm a big fan of um, an old... Um, retired. I'm an old fan of the Logan thing when it's like old, beaten down, and got to redeem yourself type of thing. I 
I'm a big fan of that, and I think Kratos can pull it off very well because he's done so much, so much. And I think this has got to be the last God of War game. There's just can't go. They can't do it. He'll never retire. <laughs> Unless they do, they, they have the kid grow up in the next one, and it's just like, uh, it's not God of War. It's like, uh, it's going to be a prequel. Let's Probably. just hope he doesn't turn into Shia LaBeouf in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Wasn't one of the more recent God of Wars uh, a prequel, like, after yeah. 3? Yeah, it's going to be another prequel. Oh my <laughs> a prequel to the prequel. A prequel to that prequel. But then there's going to be a sequel to, that, to those prequels. Yeah, honestly, other than Spider-Man and God of War and... Uncharted? I mean, Uncharted looks good. I still well, have... No. Legacy? No? No? John, no. No, I'm so tired of those games. Why? Let it die. Why, let, John? Let franchises run their course and die. Don't, don't just keep doing it. That's what they're doing with Uncharted. I read that it had a, it had a pretty good ending for Nathan Drake. That it had a really good send-off and a really good ending for the last Uncharted. Exactly. Why do you need to continue it? Money. This is the lost legacy. Okay, we never heard of this one. I don't. <laughs> I don't think they understand how much people want new things that astound them. Like Beyond Good and Evil is probably gonna make a ton of money just because nobody saw it coming. It's been fifteen years, and it looks great. It's a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Who cares? Nothing in Sony's lineup really astounded me either. Let's uh let's talk Ubisoft real quick. Let's talk uh, Skull and Bones, Naval Warfare. How do you guys feel about that? I'm I'm pretty excited. You sail with the wind. You sail with the wind is so great. <laughs> and I mean, if you guys played Wind Waker, they did the exact same thing in that. So if it's just a similar type of navigation to what they did in Wind Waker, I I would see no problem with going with the wind. I I hope it's more strategic than just sh- like going alongside someone and just shooting your cannons. I hope my ships can have skins. Yeah. <laughs> Camouflage skins? I hope I get pink, to customize my skins. flag. I, I think you will. I mean, you don't leave your ship, so they have to give you some customization. And there's different classes. It honestly reminds me a lot of For Honor, but with naval warfare. Oh, God. Please don't say that. It, that's, that's what it seems like. There's, there's different class ships. And it's like PvP, but there's supposedly some sort of open world thing. So look, I, obviously, you know they've thought it through. I, me and George will play For Honor every now and then. Our our friend George Beer Money's been on the podcast about twice now. Um, he, me and him play every now and then. I, I I like it, and you know sometimes with George, I only play against bots, which is annoying because he doesn't want to face real people. Uh, but sorry, George, I got I got to call you out there. Um. I, I don't know. I just um, the renown system in in that game is it, it's the same thing with Rainbow Six Siege. The getting points to buy stuff is so stupid. Like you you can you have to play a lot. It's either that or you you pay to get it. I mean, I, those are the only two options. One gets you to play the game forever, and one just gives them straight money. So you you get to choose which one it's going to be. Well, I'm still playing Rainbow Six Siege, so I guess, you know, there you go. Timeless. Yeah, but you, you have to earn those champions. You know, you got to get them. You have to play to get them. They don't just give them to you. Uh, well, that's, ex- that, that's the same thing. 
isn't it? Well, it's it's a long process. It's super long. Like it's ridiculous. Like I get a hundred. Like the one guy on Rainbow Six Siege cost twenty five thousand uh, renowned or whatever it is, and you get maybe a hundred a game a match. I know that's what I'm talking about. So you. You know, you keep playing the game. That's what people do. It's either that or you pay for it. That's ridiculous system these days. Why why can't they make them a tad bit cheaper or give you a little bit more renowned points to the to the game to the coins or whatever? Because these games would lose money. It costs too much to make them. But I'm already losing interest in having to try to get the guy because not only not only do you have to take a while to get the guy, but there's no there's not enough content to make the game last for me because there's not that many maps on like Rainbow Six, like I did literally the same map. I mean, obviously with this game, there's going to be just ocean. I mean, you can't really say there's different ocean. I mean, it's <laughs> if you if you think about it, you have to think about it from the developer standpoint. It doesn't have a, like a campaign mode. There's nothing to give you value from a single player experience. Then give me more maps. So what you, so what you have to have is a multiplayer experience that people won't get tired of. The only way to do that is to release new things and not give them to people. Like, make them earn it. Because if they get them right away, they'll play it for a little bit and then quit until there's new stuff to get. That's why the, the earn your, your people thing model works. I mean, it's not... Nobody loves it. I hate it personally because, I mean, Rainbow Six is the perfect example. Like, there's tons of people that I'd like to use. And I would play the game again if I could get them, but I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to spend the time. There's, there's no point. You should have bought the season pass, Mario. <laughs> I did. God, let's, let's not go into that. <laughs> but the, uh, the other conference that just uh, you know, dropped this morning was uh, Nintendo. Uh, did you guys actually watch it, or did you just watch the stuff afterwards? I watched the stuff afterwards. They, did they do? Did they uh, have a stage presence presentation? No, it was all uh, direct. Oh, uh, I I figured they would do like a stage thing, and then they were gonna have a direct. At least that's what I read no. on like uh, GameSpot and stuff like that. No, afterwards they did have like a uh, like a treehouse thing where they had people playing the games with the like the executives. But no, it was the same exact thing. I saw that. I think that's what they're trying to do. Honestly, though, Nintendo is like they're trying to sell people on playing the games that's why they keep showcasing them at all these cons and all these events like packs and all that jazz but they really need to show us i think they need to show us because letting us play the same three games every every convention or whatever i mean i'm not there so i don't know i mean they got a cool looking setup from what i saw like where you can experience nintendo it looked really neat i just i and i love nintendo i'm I guess you guys can consider me almost a Nintendo fanboy, if not one, at to an you extent. Are. No, you shut your dirty mouth. Okay, you're funny. I, I definitely and think you are. And you're, you're definitely that. a fan of Nintendo Just because my name is okay. Mario doesn't make me a fanboy. <laughs> yeah, and fanboy. Fanboy. I don't know. I just, I think they need to, they just need to, sh- to give us more and stop, you know, holding back. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know. You know what I'm saying? You know what I think is interesting? Is that even though they did it this way, uh, one word and a number got more hype than I'd say most of uh, everything else at E3. Which is ridiculous with, because with Metroid Four, yeah, like it's ridiculous. People flipped out. I mean, I understand that and the uh, 
a casual one sentence drop of a Pokemon RPG. They didn't, yeah, they didn't show anything, no teaser for that. It was just, hey, there's going to be well, a Pokemon RPG. There, there's a strategic a reason for that, if you think about it. They have a game releasing now. Why, like, even give a teaser to take away from that when that game's two years away, you know? Yeah. It's just, there's no point. I, I really think it's ridiculous that people think Nintendo won E3 just because they mentioned Metroid Prime 4. They don't have any, like, if you watch the teaser, they show nothing. That doesn't get me hype at all for Metroid Prime. And I love Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime, I think, is one of the most perfect. I think it's a perfect game. A 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10 game. I watched my dad beat it five times. That's how perfect this game is. Metroid Prime. So for them to just announce it, that doesn't get me hype at all. I want to see footage. I want to see gameplay. I want to see you guys almost ready. Because it's going to be in development for a couple years. So, so what, I mean, yeah, it, doesn't get, it doesn't get me hype. Like, Oh, you mentioned an untitled RPG Pokemon game for the Switch? That's pretty that's that's cool, but I don't see anything. You you need to have it in physical form or in, in digital form for it to for it to, for it to matter. I mean, Nintendo has a great lineup of games coming out in the next 5 months that are fantastic. That's what got me hyped. That's what that's what I think is how they're winning, but not Metroid Prime 4, not untitled Pokemon game Switch. Look, we all, we, I think the three of us love Nintendo. I think a lot of gamers love Nintendo. I think some of the hate towards Nintendo is, is just, you know, people joining the club with some people online. But I, I think a lot of gamers love Nintendo and, you know, their, how fun their games are. I think we want, I think what people want is they want them to, to do better than what they've been doing. I think people want them to be like, to, you know, not to just fold like Sega did, you know? True. Yeah, definitely. I, they, uh, they announced a new Yoshi game, which looks pretty cool. So dope. A new Kirby game, I, which also looks kind of neat. I love Kirby. Which is, and the way they combine the powers in this one is so like Mar uh, Kirby 64, when you could combine two different types of powers. And that was, that was like a... Uh, a mixture of 2D and 3D, and this one just looks like it's a side-scroller, so... Um, yeah, it, it looks more back to classic. Uh, the last console Kirby was uh, Rainbow Curse, and that was deviating way far away from that. Um, I played uh, Yoshi's Wally World, or, or what it, Wooly World, or whatever it was, um, with the yarn. Yoshi's Walmart. Yoshi's Walmart, <laughs> with, the, with the yarn. Um, I... That game was pretty fun. I mean, it was really simplistic, and uh, it wasn't very hard, but it was fun just jumping around and trying to get more yarn. I don't know. I don't think any of the, the Kirby, Mario, Yoshi games are that hard, but this Yoshi game does look like a traditional, uh, going back to the Yoshi games with the boss fights, you know, very reminiscent of uh, Mario is, and how that is. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Mario Odyssey... I know you didn't watch it, Mario, but you should have seen Mario become a human, like a businessman <laughs> throwing his hat at him. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> I think I, I, the only way to go for about the 3D Mario games, you have to go up, and this is their next level of Mario. You got you got sixty, you got Super sixty four. You have you have Sunshine. You have Galaxy, and the, I f I think it feels a lot like Galaxy, like just looking at it in terms of the the. I guess the appearance. 
which is a good thing because people love that game. Yeah, but love that game. obviously, it's different in terms of you know the openness and the different things and your magic hat, obviously with eyes. Amazing. I don't, I don't understand, but <laughs> they. I do love how they can evolve and keep evolving Mario. In a sense, like they can keep coming out with new things or. It's it's almost it's not new in a way, but it's it's new for Mario, I guess. Like it's not, you know, what I mean, like it's kind of not new, but it for the concept, but it, it's new for the gameplay in a way. I don't know if I'm making any. That's because we're not. It's because we're not at that point where they're rehashing old things. You know, they're not re-releasing Mario sixty four. You know, revamp. They never have to do that because they always have some new concept, which is is unique. I do wish we would get more than just their core, you know, IPs every year or every two years. I will say I, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Super Mario Strikers and the Mario uh, baseball game, and It'd be so fantastic. Those game the the original ones on the GameCube were fantastic. The Mario Tennis game on the GameCube was amazing, and that one they put on the Wii U, the tennis one, was super garbage. Like it was so simplistic. <laughs> It was just Mario playing tennis. Like, no one cares about that. Like, we want the powers. We want the different modes. You know, we want a different, the different things that made Mario Tennis cool. And, you know, Super Mario Strikers was awesome. And I, I freaking love that game. And uh, uh, You know what I really want? What? A Mario Baseball. Oh, my God. I Let's love Mario Baseball. A baseball game. I think Mario was the one that... Like we played it at Mario's house, and I think I bought that game like the day next because of how fun it was. I remember uh, Danny, uh, our old friend Danny, uh, you know, unlocked every character for me and put it on my memory card, as he did for. Shout out to Danny wherever. Shout he is. out to Danny Moore wherever you are. Shout out to Danny. What if he disappeared like Richard Simmons? <laughs> yeah, he's in New York. Let's be honest. His sister won't contact him. Yeah, we tr- we're trying to. Co- we've been trying to contact. We tried to contact him at least, and. His sister was a, a kind of a jerk about it, but yeah, I, I think a Mario baseball game would be a, a well one that was like the GameCube one would be phenomenal. And you have a great platform for it on the Switch because it's right in your hands, and it's I think that's it's the perfect, it's the perfect. And they're partnering with EA, it. like they could, like. Mm. Well, yeah, I want to trust EA, but you know they can. Yeah, you don't want EA to touch it. But it could Mm-mm. be they needed. They just need to bring back some of the those like sports. I think they could do those sports games again and make them fun again. Just not make them too sim- simplistic and boring. Is my I opinion. Think we, I think we need Mario and Sonic at the Olympics 2018 again. <laughs> I, th- I think that's what we. Need. I really wanted a new Mario Party to be dropped, but I guess we'll have to wait. They keep saying they're returning to the traditional Mario Party form with all of the uh, the Mario Kart characters in terms of how many characters there's going to be and like different maps and stuff. But will they put Link in it? We haven't seen. Who knows? Probably with DLC or something dumb. But we haven't seen like anything on it, so there's nothing to confirm that. Like if they come out with it, you know, in six months and it's like the same thing, people are going to be so let down. You know what's going to happen? It's going to be Mario Party with rabbits. <laughs> I could see there easily being a rabbit level. Look, I, I, I mean, I didn't see the gameplay on it, but that trailer I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's basically XCOM with Mario and rabbits, and oh it looks goodness. great. It looks great. 
and we know John's like it, no, it's worms. Oh god. It just doesn't it doesn't look like it's worth it, honestly, but we'll see. I mean, overall, what'd you guys think? Let's let's just go into it. What'd you what you guys think of E three totally? And who do you think won? Chris Ocko. Honestly, I there are no there's not there's basically less than five games that I would have to say that would be must buys from any of the consoles, and that would be like Mario Odyssey, Spider Man, um, what was that? The Last Night Anthem and and probably Cuphead. Those would be the only five games that I would see would be must buys for me. So really, I was kind of let down uh the xbox one x isn't really a need for me at the moment so i really don't i'm I'm different about it i think microsoft showcased the best variety of games i think sony has the had the best catalog back like catalogs of uh sequels remakes and games you already knew that were coming out because they showed them last year and i (laughs) didn't show a remaster for siphon filter okay (laughs) i think nintendo has the killer of the game of the one of the killers of the E3, and that's Mario Odyssey. I think it's gonna kill. I think it's gonna kill. It's gonna kill Mario Odyssey. Um, Ubisoft, Bethesda, and EA. I think had very lackluster, very very unusually lackluster E3s because usually they bring some big games to it. Bethesda basically choked. Ubisoft showed one, maybe one game I I was interested in, and EA just. It's Battlefront. That's that's basically it. Long shot. It's a long shot. Mario, what'd you think? I thought E3 was uh, kind of lackluster. No one really uh, stood out to me. Um, I think Xbox had the best uh, presentation because I think what killed it for me, Sony-wise, was how long they showed their VR montage. Uh, that was a little ridiculous. Um, Sony, you know, had a cool... Uh, vibe with the whole double screen thing. I wish I was there for that. That probably would have been really neat. I mean, from a streaming standpoint, I think E3 was lackluster. I think if you were there experiencing it, it was probably cool. It's probably it was probably you know really fun and immersive, and you probably have something to remember, you know, for the next thirty years. But I'll break it down like this: EA, Battlefront Two, Darth Maul. Um, what was the next one? Xbox. Original Xbox game. That's that's the only thing that really excites me about that. Uh, what's the next one? Bethesda. Um, Wolfenstein 2 story when the chick has the grenades and it's a dud. The only thing that really caught my eye because I thought that was cool and good wasn't acting. There, wasn't there KKK members in that trailer too? Um, there might have been. There's yeah, there's like Nazis and everything, and there was like well, people in the they street. control the they kind of run the planet or something, yeah. don't they? They do, but like they teased like other racist factions, which again, you know, cool story, uh, dumb game. They better kick your ass though. And um, what was the next one? What was the next one after Bethesda? There was um, Ubi. Ubisoft. The only thing that uh, caught my eye with Ubisoft, Space Monkeys. Um, the only thing that caught my eye for Sony was uh, Kingpin on a cell phone that Spider Man had. Um, and the whole, I'm probably going to buy that game. That's the only reason I'm going to keep my PlayStation is for Spider-Man. And I'm not a Sony hater. I just, I'd hardly play my PlayStation. Um, Nintendo, uh, you know, a number four, dude, number four, number four. 
Actually, let me go back to Sony. Uh, mechanics, okay? Motorcycle mechanics. Uh, giant zombie bear. Okay, with barbed okay, wire okay, fence. Okay, okay. Mechanic. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. Nintendo, <laughs> was there a Smash? Did they show any, did they say anything about Smash? No. Did they, did anybody show anything about an Unreal Tournament? Unreal Championship 3? They, they mentioned Quake. Quake? Uh, maybe I'll get Quake. I don't know. Other than that, I, I don't know. It was okay. I'll be honest, I agree. It was, uh, it was kind of boring. Xbox, I think, had put the most effort into it, and I think that was clear. They went the longest. They had the uh, best format, uh, the best variety. And I think they, they planned that. You know, they, they even announced they were going to go a bit longer, and they were prepared. To me, it looked like Sony, uh, EA, and Bethesda just kind of threw something together because they were like, oh, whoops, we, we forgot. Sony just had those um, dual screens. Nintendo, obviously, they do their own thing, and I respect that. I like their lineup of games, but again, it's the same thing, and you get that you know, throughout the year with different Nintendo Directs and everything, so it doesn't really stand out to me. Uh, I do think it was really funny. Um, last night during the, uh, what is it, the Sony conference, where they had the file folder open when they were shoulding, uh, showing a, a game. I forget which game it was, but there was a file folder open on like the side of the screen. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> It was like an Assassin's Creed like video library of like Assassin's Creed E three videos. I don't think anybody won. Was, uh, I don't think really anybody won. No, Microsoft just had the best performance yeah. in, in terms of, you know, what they brought to the table. I, I don't think you could call this conference a win, honestly. Yeah. Uh do you guys just do you have any final thoughts, any comments? Um, um ex- I have I have something about um exclusive games and and i don't like it at all because there are so many games i miss because i will never buy this system i will never buy another system because i already have one because that's where all my friends play on i just i don't see the reason to buy another system to play a game but i'm missing out on so many good games and i think i think it actually does hurt the consumer i i foresee a future when there is only one game system and every game is played on this one game system. Called the PC Master Race. <laughs> Time to get a Maybe. PC. Time to get a PC. Maybe. Mar, do you have anything? Final summary. Uh, let me see. I like that the guy from Star Wars uh, Force Unleashed is the actor in uh, Days Gone. That was kind of cool. Like, God, don't go back into that game, please. What? But there were so many cool mechanics, and the voice <laughs> acting was great. That game is just a cool mechanic, okay? Yeah, that game is just a cool mechanic. <laughs> All right, I think, I think that's what we're going to end it on. Cool mechanics. What our podcast is noted for? Mechanics. John, any last thoughts from you? No, not at all. Mechanics. Dude, up. but look, we're an indie podcast who has the best mechanics, okay? I'm am se- selling this here, John. Just selling this here. You're do- you're doing a great job, but uh, with that, uh, I'm John Knoki. Uh, that's Chris Hawk over there yonder. Chris Hawk, say hi. Hi. Mario, say bye. Mechanics. <laughs> All right. And uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, Tumblr, Patreon. 
uh, Google Plus, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher, Cast Crunch, <laughs> the Cody on the Fire Stick. Also, anything that uh, you can post things to. We should make a website you know. called Mechanics. That's what we need to do now, and put. I'm pretty sure that website C7 exists. C7 Mechanics, and all we C7. do is talk about the specs of everything. Actually, that should be our secondary podcast, is where we just talk the mechanics. The mechanics. Cinema 7 Mechanics. Mechanics. Let's break it down. Let's break down the rigging here. How are they animating this? We'll bring on my dad, because he's a mechanic. He can... <laughs> George's... But yeah, let's... Go go ahead, Mar. I'll give you one one more one liner. Go ahead. <laughs> one more one more. Yeah, you get oh one. Oh my more. goodness, I, I'm one. I'm not as uh, clever as Josh Addicts was with his Josh jokes, even though they weren't very clever. Um, one more line, I, J- Chris Hawk. Just start talking about something, and I'll come in. So, as always at Cinema Seven, we want to thank you for watching with us. We want to thank you for listening with us, and we want to thank you for exploring with us. Zombie bears. <laughs> Hey, this is John Kenogi with Cinema 7, a entertainment slash gaming slash uh, all around media podcast. Um, just coming at you to give you uh, a little bit about what we do and what we've got going on. Uh, we do a couple different episodes. Uh, we have an hour take episode. We discuss movie news, what movie we just saw, our opinion on it. Um, we've recently done Wonder Woman, The Mummy, uh, other things coming up. Uh, we do pitch it or fix it. We pitch a movie. For instance, we've done a Venom, Mace Windu movie. Or we fix a movie. We plan to fix movies that we thought could have been better or had potential. We do gaming episodes about the various gaming things going on in uh, that realm of media. We do Fire and Ice specials where uh, my co-hosts, Chris Hawk and Mari Bakari, uh, disagree on something. So they debate it out on air on podcast while I moderate and hopefully they don't kill each other in front of me. Uh, we do also do overdue um, those movies that everybody says you should have seen that we haven't seen. Um, if you haven't seen The Godfather, you should have seen it. So we're going to talk about it because we haven't seen it either, for instance. And we do take twos where we take a second look at movies that we initially didn't like or didn't think were that great and we just see if maybe it got better. Maybe it holds up. Uh, we just, you know, see what's going on there. Uh, but you can check us out on Facebook, uh, Cinema 7, you can find us. Uh, Twitter, Cinema 7 Podcast, underscore podcast. You can uh, find us on Patreon, Cinema 7. It's easily searchable. We have plenty of reward tiers. You donate us a dollar, I'll mention your name on the podcast, even if you don't listen to it. Uh, we're on every other social media, Instagram, Facebook, Gmail, Google, I, Google Cast, we're there. So just uh, give us a listen. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Subscribe to our newsletter, or don't. That's up to you. Uh, but thanks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>